0: Um, you've been a Christian a long time right Mm -hmm. I've been a Christian a long time and a couple of the things that that Capri shared you know caused me to think about this and one of them was um, Romans 10 9 and 10 Mm -hmm. and uh, I know Melissa used to go to the same church I went to and they had a discipleship class like many churches have, mm-hmm. and we want to get people on what? On what road do we want to lead people on? The Roman road, right? Mm-hmm. Take them through the sin and da and da and da, da, da And we want them to end up in Romans 10:10. That's how we want them to end up. And what do they confess in Romans chapter 10 verse 10? "With my heart, I believe unto righteousness." Mm-hmm. So think about the hypocrisy of religion. That's where we want to lead them. So once we get them to that place where they receive Jesus Christ, right? They confess, Lord, Savior, they're saved. And they confess, with my heart, I believe I'm righteous. But then we want to take it all the way from them and then have them convinced that they're just sinners. They're still sinners saved by grace. We lead them to that final place in the road, the Romans road. Isn't that Hippocratic, right? You think about that? I started thinking about that. You know, they better change the Roman's road. They have to. They, they, they shouldn't end up there because, because, because they have to realize if they end up there, they better stay there. They have to stay there. They have to keep their people staying there. With your heart, you believe you're righteous. Not that you have to become, but you believe that you are. And the second thing that I just, I start just worshiping and praising the Lord, praising the Lord when, when, uh, when Caprice mentioned Jesus said, Finished. You know, the Bible in the case, he finished, you know, into, my, into your hands, Father, I commit my spirit. And then right after he, he said that, the Bible says, and he laid his head down, right? And in the, in the Greek, that word is indicating rest. He went to rest. Why is he resting? Why did he lay to rest? Because he finished it. He's done it all. He's given it all. He's provided it all. He's accomplished it all. And uh, I, I just oh I just love celebrating communion. communion. But today we're gonna to look at uh a couple of statements the the apostle Paul made. One statement that we're gonna look at is what he made himself. And um, and that's from Romans chapter t- chapter one, Romans chapter one, verses sixteen, where he says. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And he says, it's the power of God unto salvation to all who believe, for therein lies the righteousness of God. Have you ever wondered why the Apostle Paul makes that statement, I'm not ashamed? He could have just said, you know, I believe and I will profess and I will proclaim the gospel of Christ for it's the power of God unto salvation to all who believe, right? The Jew first and then the Gentile for therein lies the righteousness of God. He could have just said that, but no, he started with, I am not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. Why did he, why did he do that? Why did he say that? Keep that thought in mind. But look at Philippians chapter 3 verse 1 through 10. This is the apostle Paul. And he says of himself, "Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you to me indeed is not grievous, but for you it is safe." This is ah uh, this is this is a staunch warning. I've never, I don't think I've ever said it the way the Apostle Paul says it right here. Beware of the dogs. Beware of the evil workers. Beware of the circumcision. And, and we know that those were the people that would come and follow Paul and would try to get his converts, after they became converts, to then adhere to the laws of Moses. Okay? Okay. And in fact, you know, this is where all his, the majority of his persecution came from. And then it goes on to say, For we are the true circumcision which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. That's another phrase to remember. Though I might also, here, here, here he goes, that I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he hath whereof, he might trust in the flesh, not more than me. I I I do much more than them. And then he goes on to say, I was circumcised on the eighth day. I am of the stock of Israel. I know my tribe, the tribe of Benjamin. I am a Hebrew of Hebrews. Whew! This is a bold statement he makes, and as touching the law a Pharisee. Concerning zeal? Persecuted the church. Touching the righteousness which is of the law? Blameless. But what things were gained to me, those I count loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I call all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. what paul is talking about there is echoed in romans chapter 6 verse 4 and 5 where he talks about being united with christ therefore if we've been united with christ we're united with him in his death we're united with him in his burial and we're united with him in his resurrection so this is what paul is saying paul paul is saying i want to i want to know i want to grow in the understanding of that connection more and more more and more and And he echoes it again in In Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, where he says, I was crucified with Christ, and now it is no longer I who liveth, but Christ who liveth in me. And the life that I now live in this earth suit, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave his life for me. And verse 21 is, is so powerful, because right after that he says, And you know what? If righteousness comes from adhering to the law, then Christ died for no reason at all. All right? So you get a picture and, 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 and an idea of why Paul is saying, I, I'm not ashamed. I'm, I mean, I'm not ashamed. Where I think many people today, believe it or not, are ashamed in some way of the message of grace, the true message of grace, the true gospel of grace and righteousness. I believe that's why they have to add to it. I believe that's why they keep it in the mixture. Okay? Because, listen, there has to be something, you know, I need to do. There has to be something I have to do. You know what they're really saying? You, you, did it, you said it yesterday. You, did, you said it beautifully. It was beautiful. They're, they're saying, this can't all be up to you, God, God. This has to be up to me. They're actually I want this to be up to me. You know? And, and and people will look at what they do and what they've done. You know, how much they've given, how much they've attended, how much they've served, how much they've prayed, how much they've fasted, how much they've read. They try, to, they try to satisfy God, right, through their own, through their own. And this is what Paul is saying. Listen, if that's how it's done, then nobody, nobody satisfied God more than I did. Nobody did. And he lists everything he, he did, all his accomplishments, his great zealousness, his zeal for the law of Moses, his, his, his zeal, you know, for, you know, summingly for, for God. As if that, that was what was going to put him in the right place, in the right position with God. But then all of a sudden, he meets Jesus Christ. And he realizes nothing I did matters at all. The only thing that matters is what he did. And I place my faith in him. So now, just think of this message. I'm not ashamed. He's 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 more he's more. Well, no, he's presenting it in the book of Romans. He's presenting it to, presenting it to both, you know, the Jewish people and non-Jewish people. So he's 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 telling both. I mean, he's telling he's telling the Jews. I Man, they were zealous for zealous for righteousness, trying to attain it, trying to become right before God. And so, you know, they would adhere to that law. They would stick to that law. You know, and, and we know about the, the the Pharisees, right? They used to walk, walk around as if, you know, they they had achieved some greatness. And so Paul says, no, I'm not ashamed. It's not in anything you do, guys. It's not in anything we've done. Nothing, nothing we've done can achieve the righteousness of God. Jesus said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and that word his means someone else's, not your own, and that's what Paul realized. He attained the righteousness of God by believing in Jesus Christ, and that was the power. You see, this is what Paul's saying. That was the power in my life for all of salvation, for all of soteria, you know, I sought, we sought for soteria, we sought for salvation, we sought for rescue, we sought for deliverance, we sought for healing, we sought for wholeness, we sought, we sought for, we sought for provision, we sought for heal, for wholeness and wellness, we sought for that through zealous, through being zealous for the law, but he says now, the power of God for all that we've ever wanted is simply in believing in Jesus Christ. For righteousness. And so this is why he says that, I'm not, I'm, I'm not ashamed of this. I'm not ashamed of this. He's trying to communicate that message. Listen, don't be ashamed of the message of Christ. Don't be ashamed. Listen, guys, grow up. All right, Grow up like I did. Come to Revelation Knowledge like I did. It's not about what we do. It's not about what you're doing. They did not want to receive that message because they all believed. No, it has to be about what I do. There has to be something I need to do. There has to be something you know I need to work at. It can't be at. It can't be. It can't be. It's solely up to. It was solely up to God, and and God provided it by His by His sacrifice and 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 His giving of His Son. And all we have to do is believe in His Son. No, there has to be more. You know what? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him will not perish but will have. Everlasting life will we have, life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, right? But to save it. But what does it say? But those that don't believe in Jesus, right? Don't, those that don't receive Jesus, they're condemned already. Mm-hmm. So what condemns us today is not sin. Sin will unravel your life. Sin will unravel your unravel your life, but I'm going to tell you one thing: If you're a child of God and you're led by the Spirit, He's not going to lead you into sin. All right, and you're going to know, you know, nothing has changed. You know, uh, and and Paul he always talks about your former life. You know, your former life, the things you used to do, right? Never identifying us and telling us this is who we still are. Um. But sin, sin will unravel your life. But, but we are not condemned. We're condemned for one reason and one reason only. Rejecting Jesus Christ, not accepting him. And this is what, abhor- this is what God abhors. You know God abhors. He still abhors something. He, he abhors something. You know what he abhors? Self-righteousness. He abhors self-righteousness. That's what he abhors. That's putting, what you said, putting your finger in God's nose and telling him, I don't need you. Another word would be pride. 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 Mm -hmm. My pride. But he abhors that. Abhors that pride. I don't need you. And that's why Paul says in Galatians chapter 2, verse 21, everybody forgets that verse where it says, if righteousness, right standing before God comes from adhering to the law then Jesus Christ died for no reason at all. So you're saying Jesus didn't have to die. Jesus didn't have to come. You didn't have to give him. I could have handled this. That kind of pride and arrogance, God abhors. Abhors. So here's Paul. I'm not ashamed. And I'm not ashamed. And I'm not ashamed. And I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I want to make this gospel so much more about Christ, so much more than I already have and I already do. This is about him. What do I have to do? I have to believe. I have to believe I'm a son of God. I have to believe I'm led by the Spirit. I have to believe that it's him in me that's moving and, 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 and breathing and moving in and, and, and Christ Jesus, that it's him, not me. I don't want it to be me. I don't want it to ever to be me. I want it to be his spirit engulfing my life and it's him that's here. He came here he just used my body. This is what Paul says it's in him I move and live and, and have my being. I never want to have a righteousness of my own. This is all about Jesus. you know what 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 fear am I going to have of uh, the only fear I could possibly have? And it's not even a fear. It's Jesus, when I get before him, he's going to say, "Lenny, man, great job. But you gave yourself, you gave me a little bit more credit than I deserved." No way. This is about him. It's about his grace. His grace. His What's grace? People don't know what grace is. I I asked a room full of people, you know what grace was and you know unmerited favor, you know. That's that's a, that's a standard one. It's just unmerited favor. You know, okay. What is favor? What is favor? This unmerited favor. What's the favor? What does the favor mean? You know, and that's why I like Joseph Prince. You know, he taught me many years ago. Grace is Jesus Christ. The law came through Moses, but grace truth came by a man. So that man lives in me, and everything that that man is, and every and every empowerment that man has, and all the character that that man has. All the faith that he has, all the love that he has, all the peace that he has, all the joy that he has, all the meekness, all the goodness. It's right here in me. And if I just let him be, he will be. He's just using this. Amen. He's just using this. You know? Use it more, Lord. Amen. Use it more. And it's good when I know he's using it, right? Because there were times, you know, Melissa, when somebody, hey, look, could you, could you, can you meet with me? I was like, where are you? New York. What's that? It? Why don't you come and meet with me? You know? but, but anyway, I go to New York. I went to Fort Lee. I went to Kikasaki. I go everywhere. But it's not me. It's Jesus. Jesus tells me, Len, yes, I want to go to Fort Lee. But I need you to take me there. Okay, Lord. But if the Lord ain't telling me to go to Fort, that he wants to go to Fort Lee and to take him there, guess what? I'm not going to go because then it's me and it's not him. So always has got to be him. It's so easy when I let him do so if somebody asks me something that he doesn't want to do, it's easy for me to say, nope. Where before, I used to feel guilt, shame, condemnation, self-righteousness, and I used to say, yeah. I know I didn't want to do it. And then when I'd, I'd start doing something, and I'm like, oh, man, this is annoying. This is a, oh, what am I doing? The Holy Spirit would be there say, I, I didn't want to go. I didn't want to do this. <laughs> you know, It's being led by the Spirit. He's going to lead us. Those, if you're my children, you're my children, you're led. You're led. Led means taken to. It doesn't only mean taken to. That word led in the Greek also means taken from, taken away. It also means carried. So this is what the Holy Spirit's going to do. He's going to take us to. He's going to carry us to. He's going to carry us away. He's going to take us away. And he's going to carry us away, believe it or not. You know, I hope you believe it. He's going to carry us away and he's going to take us away from that, those things that, that, that are still called sin. He's going to do it. And I was amazed yesterday. I, I, I think you were too. We have this room full of college students, right? And they're all like, they all vibrate with the love of Jesus, right? Don't they? And they all love him, and they're all they're moving in grace. And oh my gosh! But what we have to train them for when they go on their missionary tours, t- t- tours, missionary trips to give their testimony, right? And and they, so they were giving their testimony. And for the first year, students were we were we were as we're teaching them, you know to tone it down, you know, minute-wise. Minute we just let them go the first time. We just let them go, because they want to share it. We want to get them to, And I'm listening to these things, and I'm like, whoa, some of those... We had a dear woman. Oh my gosh, she's the sweetest person you want to meet. She's so, so, so wonderful. And she shared how she was seeking for love in all the wrong places. And she was, you know, seeking for love in her in boyfriends, you know, and uh, it, it just she just couldn't, she just never was satisfied. And she would do all she can do for them, and and be all, become all she could become to them, you know, and and cook and clean and serve and and get their lunch, you know, and just all that she can do. But she said it never fulfilled her. And 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 then when it came time to to get married, you know, she would say, no, I, there's something wrong here. She didn't know what, but she knew there was something. But finally, she kept looking and looking, and one man to another man to another man. And finally, she, she got pregnant. You know, and I, I like, I praise God, because something inside her, you know, God was moving in her life. He told her not to get an abortion, and she didn't have an abortion. And I'm like, wow, man, that, that's amazing. But then all of a sudden, she was introduced to Jesus. And you meet her now, and you talk to her now, and you see how grace is, has totally changed her life, and you and you. That can't, no, that can't be that person. And then there was another gentleman there. He was talking about, you know, being a ladies' man. And, you know, as soon as he was in high school and it was, you know, it was like, you know, getting the next woman, getting the next person in bed, right? I mean, I'm being, I'm just, you know, and he was into drinking and, and he was up late at night, and he would get drunk. Sometimes he, he didn't even remember how he got home. He didn't remember how he got to where he was at, and with the cocaine, and, and with other drugs, LSD, and this and that, you know, and, 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 and shady business dealings, and you know, and uh, so much corruption and, and, and the things he was doing. But then all of a sudden, he meets this guy, who was a friend of his, and he's like, this, friend, this guy is weird. He's not like I used to remember him being. He's different. He's, and he says, hey, listen, man, you know, I know you like music, so why don't you come? You know, I'm getting the stories mixed up. That's the other guy, the, the mafia guy. Oh, my gosh. But anyway, I know you. Why don't you come with me? Where? Come with me to Bible study. Come with me to church. He said, well, are you kidding me? Are you crazy? But for some reason, he said, something moved on him to go. And He went. And he, met, he meets Jesus Christ. He, thank God he goes to a grace church. He goes to a grace church. He meets Jesus Christ. God, Jesus, Jesus saves him. The power of the gospel saves him. You know, he, he's awakened unto new righteousness and he becomes a totally changed man. You'd never know it if you met him. You never know if you met him. And on and on and on and on. It, it, it was amazing, wasn't it? The testimonies. And, yeah, yeah. I won't share your testimony. I'll let you do that one day. Thanks. <laughs> to see the power of of the gospel, the power of Christ. And this is why Paul says, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. And so, guess what? And remember, context is key. And, and, and what happens first is verse, then passage, then the book, then the author. You've got to keep things in context. And this is why we know Paul is not ashamed. But, I want to look at another scripture now. 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 15, we all know that scripture, or we've heard that scripture, we've heard that scripture. Um, Study to show yourself approved. A workman that needs not be ashamed. Ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And we never really have taken a grip or a hold on what that really means and what Paul is really telling him. And then all of a sudden, boom, the Holy Spirit connects that verse, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, with Romans chapter 1, verse 16. I'm not ashamed. And now he's telling Timothy, don't be ashamed. And that word ashamed in the Greek is the same identical word. So what is, Tim- what is Paul trying to, to tell Timothy? Well, look what he says there. Thou, therefore, my son, we'll start with verse 1 through 3. Thou, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Okay, so context, he's talking to us about grace. He's talking to us about being in Christ Jesus. And be strong in the things that you have heard from me among all the witnesses. And what you have heard among many witnesses and what you have seen in me And in being strong in that grace, right? Now he says, commit the same message to faithful men who should be able to teach others. And then he has, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. So now we'll look at that and we'll say, Okay, endure hardness. You got to endure hardness and you got to be a soldier. He's comparing us to be a soldier. But what, does he compare, what is he telling us to be a soldier to? What is he telling us to be strong to and strong in? The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Right there in context. He goes on to say, Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead, according to my gospel. And what do we know about Paul. Paul said he was delivered for my sins, and he was raised for my justification." So here it is. Remember that Jesus Christ, the seed of David, was raised from the dead, according to my gospel. Here we go, wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even unto the bonds by the word of God. but the word of God is not bound. Why? What happened to Paul? What was he put in jail for? What was he put in prison for? What did the the circumcision... The evil dogs, the evil workers, right? The circumcision. They came. They put him in jail. They came. They beat him. They came. They stoned him. It's very easy to see what Paul's talking about. All right? Therefore, I do all these things for the elect's sake, that they may be also able to obtain the salvation, which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. And keep in mind, again, up there, ver- the strong and the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So now here we go, verse 14 to 15. Of these things put men in remembrance, charging them that before the Lord that they should strive not about words to no profit, but the subverting of the hearers. And there he goes. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needs not be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. So in context, knowing Paul, knowing what Paul's gone through, knowing what Paul has already told us, telling us that he's already shown these things to Timothy, told these things to Timothy, he's laying them out for Timothy, he's telling, them, he's telling Timothy to be strong just like he was strong, to study just like he studied, to show himself approved, rightly dividing the word of truth, and not being ashamed in the gospel of grace, where true righteousness comes. And this is why Paul and Timothy, they are not to be ashamed because of true righteousness, true righteousness, true holiness. And you know what? We all want better lives. Who doesn't want a better life? I don't care how good your life is. My life is good. My life is good. But I tell you what, it's not great. I know people in here have have very, very good lives, but it's not great. You know why? Because it'll always be better. It can always be better. And you know what? God wants it to be better. God wants it to be better. Jesus said, I came that you might have life and you might have life more abundantly. Remember what he said? I came that you might have life and life more abundantly. So even if you have life right now and it's abundant, it could be more abundantly. But you know what? In order for Jesus to give us life more abundantly, see, they didn't know this when he was talking to them about this. What happened happened? He had to die. He had to die. That's the only way he could provide life more abundantly. That's if he died. And then once he died, he had to rise again. And then after he he rose again, the Apostle Paul tells us that. Now, here's how you have the life. You understand that you're identified with him. You were planted with him in his death. You're planted with him in his burial. And now you're planted with him in his resurrection to newness of life. And this is where and why you have life more abundantly resurrection life. Resurrection life of righteousness. And you know what? I never realized this before, but Peter got it. Peter got it. Peter was there when Jesus said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things, all these things will be added unto you. Just added, right? Just added. So they're like, okay, his righteousness? Seek his righteousness? They didn't understand what that was back then. After the third day, and, and, and after they understood righteousness and holiness, right? His righteousness, then they got it. Peter got it. He said, who, who in his own body on the tree bore our sins that we might live unto righteousness, right? So Peter got it. And then Peter is the one that says, right? He has blessed us with all things pertaining to life and godliness. Wow. I never, why, could, why can Peter say that? He has blessed us with all things pertaining to life and God. Because Peter was there when Jesus said that day, you seek my righteousness, being right with God through faith in me, and everything is added to you, Peter. Everything is added to you, Peter. It's all going to be yours, Peter. It's all yours. It's added to you. Everything that they worry about, food, clothing, place to live, it's all going to be added unto you. And that's why he was able to make that statement. Paul makes that statement, too. We have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And that's uh, Ephesians 1, 3. And in um, Colossians 1, verse 12, it says, we have been qualified to qualify. We have been made righteous. And in being made righteous, we qualify for all the greatness of our inheritance. And uh, so, so they got it. So they got it. But today, you know, today... And I'm not going to get to the part I want to get to. I'll save that for for, for next week. But today, we keep there's gotta be more. There's gotta be more to it. There's gotta be more to it. No. It's about the Father. By one sacrifice, he perfected forever those he sanctified. He made me just like Jesus. Man, and I'm telling you what, I'm going to preach this and preach this and preach this. This is the grace of God. This is the grace of God. He made me. He made me. He made you. He made you. You. Everybody hearing me, you call yourself a Christian. You call yourself a Christian. He made you to be just like Jesus. He made you just like Jesus. He made you exactly like Jesus. And all it's going to take for you to have that abundant life, more than abundant life that he's telling us about, is to believe you're just like Jesus. To believe you're just like Jesus. And that's the problem. That's the problem with sin. That's the problem with with sickness and disease. We don't really believe we're just like Jesus. Do you really think there's anybody today that believes they're just like Jesus? As Jesus is, so am I in this world. I went over the fruits of the Spirit yesterday. You all know what the fruits of the Spirit is? Right? Right? Okay, fruits of the Spirit. The fruit, it's the fruit. Fruits produced. Fruits produced from what we are and who we are and what we have. Fruit of the Spirit, love. How many of you love? Unconditionally. How many of you have anybody in your life that I, I, can't, I, I can't love that person? There's no way in the world I can love that person. And what was amazing was everybody raised their hand in truth. Starting with me. Starting with me. There was a lot of a lot of hands who who no. 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 Alright, have peace. Peace. Calmness. Calmness. Peace. The peace that passes understanding. Peace. No worry. You know, no anxiety. No stress. Caprice will tell you that those things are killers, right? Stress, How many of you say? You have perfect peace. As Jesus is, so are you. You know? I, I can't say it. I can't say it. You know? And, and, and one, whoa, 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 you know, come on, there's some people, you know, I just, I, I, I don't like being around. I, I, I. And so you know what I did? I got down on the floor and I made him put his foot on my, on my thigh. And I made it look like I had a bowl, a basin, and, and a rag. And I was washing his feet. I said, what's that, Judas? What are you saying? And they got it. Here's Jesus. He's loving everybody the same way. And he's washing the feet of Judas. So love, peace, joy. How many of us have that delight? Always. We're walking in that delight. Or are we walking in, oh, oh, man, nobody knows. it. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't always have that, you know. So, joy and gentleness and meek so what i'm telling you is in my life i'm more not like jesus than i am like jesus so how can i say as jesus is so am i in this world but i tell you what you say holy spirit do your work holy spirit you transform me holy spirit you put me in front of that mirror where i see the reflection of jesus and and holy spirit you help me with the grace of god to believe that i'm looking at myself and that I grow in my understanding, and I grow in my belief that as Jesus is, so am I. As Jesus is, so am I. As Jesus is holy, so am I. As Jesus, as Jesus is righteous, so am I. As Jesus is loving, so am I. As Jesus is peaceful, so am I. As Jesus is healed and whole, so am I. Never remember that story. She's, she's a jo- Joseph Prince fan. So am I. I'm a Joseph. I was a Joseph Prince fan. I still. I love, 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 love Joseph Prince, even though you know I don't listen to him that much, that much anymore. Not like I used to. And, uh, um, um, and and he always, what, what was I just saying, Joseph? What was I just saying? As yes, he so is, so am I. As yes, he is, so am I. Oh, as he is, so am I. Oh, I, I. I don't know. Joseph, forget what you, hmm. I missed miss that thought now, going off on that. Caprice was saying? Hmm. I don't know, anyway. <laughs> anyway. I think about Joseph Prince. I think about the power of grace. I think about my mom, my mother. She's my biggest fan right now. Probably after, you know, I can't say, Lori, Lori, mom, mom, please, second, okay? I'll give you number two, right? Lori's number one. Lori's my number one fan. My mom, you're right there. You're neck and neck, mom. And uh, the things that she says about about Jesus and about grace now. I'm like, wow, if that's not a picture of grace, if that's not a picture of the changing power of Jesus Christ and of the Holy Spirit, I don't know what is. And it's a funny thing, cuz because I used to be around her at times and I used to listen to Joseph Prince. And she said, Leonard, turn that stuff off. What do you listen? She said, you can't even understand him. He's, he, what kind of language is he talking? <laughs> and then I would put I I'd show him no this guy is great. And she would look at a picture of him, right? And she's like, "What? What? What is he wearing? He looked like a biker. He had a leather jacket, right? He had the big chains, chains there, you know, and he had the pants, and he had the sneakers. The sneakers weren't tied, and the and the tongue of the tie, and there and and um, and and she's like, what? she took my phone. She would take my phone away from me, right? Your yeah. But now, you know what now, Rick? Hey, hey, Leonard, I was listening to Joseph French the other day, and he said this. <laughs> could you could you like? shed light on what, what he was sharing. She listened to Joseph Prince. That's a miracle. That's amazing. This is the power of grace. Grace, grace will do it. Grace will do it. Grace will do it. And it's, and it's because of the saving grace of God. All the things you know, that I tried to overcome, that I tried to overcome just melted away. The more and more you believe, as Jesus is, so am I. 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 You believe that the Holy Spirit will make it happen. You will be victorious over, over just about anything and everything that you have struggles with right now. And, and as you understand your righteousness, you'll understand your position with God through peace. Through, through, and you're in peace with God because of, and you're favored with God because of Jesus Christ. And you realize that all these things are mine. And I want, you know what? I want more. Not in a selfish way. You know, not in a prideful, arrogant way. I want more. And as I'm saying I want more, what I mean is, if you have it for me, I want it. Because you have it for me, and he died to give it to me. Amen? Amen.